beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Cause it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Smut Club. I'm Chelsea. I'm Hannah. And um, today we have a just a true treat, really. Treat for who? No one. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, I was debating which books to review and I was talking to Chelsea about it. Please ignore Brandon, Chelsea's pug, who's having a moment. Um, I, I was debating which books to review, and I was talking to Chelsea about it. And I briefly mentioned this book, and she was like, "I, you have to do it. So it's happening. This book is called Scorpion's Mate by Susan Trombley. And I have a lot of questions for Susan. I have a lot of concerns for Susan. So does Brandon. So, well, uh, and so we haven't even made it into this review yet, but I can just tell you, it doesn't matter how you describe <laughs> the scorpion or his mate. All I can think of is the scorpion king. Hey, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, how you doing? Um, <laughs> and just like how great he was in his mummy franchise spinoff. And so... In my head, Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be playing the scorpion in this entire book. This is not that, but I do think (laughs) that imagining Dwayne will be helpful. And just a brief shout out, Dwayne, if you're listening, hit me up. So, Dwayne, we love you. My husband and I put you on our family holiday Christmas card. Last yeah, year. You did. So like <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, did. Hit us up. We'd love we'd love to know what smut you're into these days. Yeah. I mean, make a request, man. We will review it a hundred percent. Or you can read it with us and we can review oh, it with you. That is living the dream. But unfortunately, that's not what's happening right now. Today it's just no. Hannah and I reviewing the Scorpion's mate. Yeah. I'm gonna need more wine for this. Yeah. The two glasses I've had thus far will not be sufficient. So we have Claire, who is our female main character. She is a uh, slight, the way she describes herself, she is a little bit curvaceous. She has dyed her hair black. The ends are purple. She is giving off a sort of goth energy. Like, in my head, it's very, like, hot topic circa 2004. Yes, I would I would agree with that. Um, and she is, we open with her going on a camping trip with her best friend and her best friend's boyfriend and some dude whose name I don't remember because he's not relevant, um, who is basically, like, her blind date for this camping trip. And he very clearly, based on her perception um is kind of disappointed but also into it um she is not a girl you take home to mom essentially but he's like i because I do that. she's so edgy so edgy 
But he's so like, edgy. So edgy. So emo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, very seen. And he's like, I do that. And she's like, yikes. Like, everybody thinks that I'm just like down to clown because of my appearance. And I'm not. It's like, okay, honey. Well, what are you putting out in the world that everyone's perception of you is that you're down to clown? Like, I'm not, I I mean, dress how you want and like be who you want to be. And at the same time, like on some level, honey, like, okay, whatever. Anyway, so um, she goes on this camping trip in the, the deserts of Arizona. Her best friend is obsessed with aliens, and they're like, ha-ha, wouldn't it be so funny if we saw a UFO? Spoiler alert, she gets abducted on the first night of their Stop. I'm, trip. I love this already. Yes. So she is abducted by aliens on the first night. Okay, Hannah, I'm not going to lie. I love joint review days because it's really fun when we both read books and to remember, like, what— stood out to each of us but I also love you review days <laughs> because I truly never know what's going to happen neither do um, I yes so yeah. she gets abducted she gets abducted overnight on this camping trip and she wakes up in a cell that's like all white walls she's wearing this like hospital gown thing I hate it when um, that happens she's taken by these weird robots that have no faces um, to this lab where she's getting experimented on. Basically, she's being tortured. My notes say lots of probe descriptions. <laughs> so there's a lot of graphic description of what is being done to her that truly is horrifying and also at the same time hilarious because of the context. Um, it, it's just ridiculous. Like, so yeah. All right, that SNL sketch, Close Encounters, (laughs) where Ryan Gosling keeps breaking character and Kate McKinnon is just, like, so brilliant. We don't deserve her. Yes. Um, That's when you are describing probing. I'm just imagining Kate McKinnon describing herself being probed. Basically, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, And it's painful, and it's a lot, and she loses time because she's in this cell And she does not know what the fuck is going on. And then she is put into this like clear box. This I'm I'm imagining like plexiglass, but that's not what it is. But it's this like box of like clear box in a larger room. Um, and she sees something moving in the shadows, and she's like, "The fuck is that?" And I just want to make sure. I haven't missed something already because I feel like there's a chance I could have missed something already. She's human? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's completely human. She's completely human. And she is like, what the fuck is that moving in the shadows? And this thing comes out of the shadows and it is, oh, I forgot to mention. So when she's on this camping trip she sees a scorpion and the guy she's with is like we should kill it and she's like no scorpions are great you just have to respect them they're beautiful they're very interesting like leave it alone it'll be fine it's not here to hurt you um uh, which is a bit of a spoiler alert because (laughs) this creature that comes out of the shadows um is very scorpion esque so it has uh pincers and it has four arms it has this humanoid face it has wings 
And it is described as looking like a ninja warrior with this like body plate armor. I just imagine a scorpion competing on American Ninja Warrior. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So then she is sitting in this box and she's like huddled in the corner watching this thing come towards her. And she gets this whiff of something and she's like, what is that smell? Um, And it is apparently pheromones because she gets wicked turned on in this interaction. But she's also terrified. Um. She's like, what the fuck is happening? There's lots of descriptions of peaked nipples, which is just whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Um, Like, honestly, the first time you're like, I get it. And I feel like there are some authors that they're like, hey, we, like, we get it. (laughs) The nipples are hard. Please stop describing these nipples as erect. Like, please, if there's one request I could make to these authors. But please also don't say my nipples could cut glass. Right. Because I really, that's a weird one. It is. I don't enjoy it. I don't think it's sexual at all. No. It's like when they say, like, my dick is hard as granite. It's like, no, it's not. Like, just stop. I feel like there are so many books that describe dicks as, like, Soft velvet covering cold marble. Yes. Or like like uh, velvet covered steel. Yes. I like all <laughs> of them with, with the perfect mushroom head. Ugh. Anyway. So, so this she's dude horny and terrified. Have, this dude doesn't have a mushroom head because he's a scorpion. We don't see his penis in this interaction, correct? Oh, my bad. I'm yeah. really jumping the yeah. gun here. You are. Slow down. So the alien is like super fixated on her and tries to break into the box. And so it like loses its shit and is like beating on the box. And she's like, okay. Um, And then other alien creatures that look sort of like dogs are released into the larger room. And the other alien fights them off, apparently trying to protect her. And then... Wait, how do we know that we, he's protecting we her? We will find out. Okay. So she, like, she <laughs> sees him doing this, but she doesn't really know why. Yes, this is from her perspective. Okay. And so she is basically hauled out as the scorpion alien is incapacitated by some kind of, like, cattle prod kind of situation. Um. And then we switch to the alien's perspective. His name is apparently Thrax. Um, Question. I just yeah. want to make sure I heard that correctly. T-H-O-R-A-X or T-H-R-A-X. Okay. Yeah, Thrax. I don't know why that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Thorax is a a a description of a body part but thrax is just a sound that you make when (laughs) you like stub your toe when you're trying not to say bad words thrax exactly (laughs) it is an exclamation not a name but whatever we're asked to believe a lot in this book and frankly the name is the least of our concerns at this juncture so thrax is our alien person he knows from the scent that he picks up from the human um, that she is his mate. He's like, that's the one. She smells great. He calls the uh, 
researchers and the scientists in this apparent research facility soft meats? No. Yes. I feel like that's going to be my response to a lot of this. It's just going to be me, me, be me going, yeah, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. But we are. So Thrax is referring to these other ones as soft meats. Um, he basically views everything as either prey or competition for prey in everything that he does. So... He is super ragey that they took his mate from him. And he's like, where is she? What are they doing to her? I need her back. It, it really feels like a lot has happened and nothing has happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're correct. Does she have any idea she's his mate or she just thought he smelled nice too? She just thought he smelled nice. Okay. Yeah. And she's into it. Um, but also not because she's like, what? Is that? Because he has four arms and pinchers. Yes. So um, my notes say, turns out he's a giant scorpion that's been genetically modified. (laughs) So apparently the people who are, or the aliens who are running this research facility um, are trying to make super soldiers. And so they captured him from his home planet and genetically modified him to be more humanoid and to be able to communicate more effectively. And now he walks on two legs and has two arms instead of being like a, or four arms, I mean, instead of being like a scorpion. Um, he also has a translator that they implanted into him so that he can communicate both with the scientists and with Claire. So when he is all ragey that they took his mate from him, the lead scientist, whose name is Ilian, is like, bro, she's scared of you right now, so you need to calm down. And if you really want to like get at that, you're going to need to simmer down and learn to communicate. Because up to this point, Thrax has refused to communicate with the scientists. He understands them, but he refuses to speak. Okay. Yeah. Because he's real pissed. And they're like, unless you start communicating, your translator is not going to calibrate and your mate is going to continue to be terrified of you. So you're going to need to simmer down. So I don't remember the segue for this. We switch back to Claire's uh, perspective. She is thinking about, I guess, her past. It turns out she is a clothing designer. She does like cosplay and special effects type stuff um, and does rave dancing. My notes have rave dancing with a question mark. Apparently, she has like a, a channel on YouTube where she does like rave club type dancing. I just imagine that one video of all of the scene people under the bridge dancing. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Okay. I do know what you're talking about, but I was also thinking of, honestly, someone I never even met. I don't even remember who was telling me about them, but they just like had someone in their life who was really into like the rave dancing and had the gloves for it. Yes. And like, like the light up gloves, they could do all of like the fun hand things. But I just remember that person also, like, having, like, a 40-gallon fish tank <laughs> and being way too into their fish. That is Claire's energy. Um, 
Yes. So yeah. that's kind of like that's the mental image I was coming into this with. That is Claire's energy. So um she then talks to a blue-skinned female alien who has elfin ears but otherwise looks human. Um who tells her about this alien research project that she has been um abducted into yeah like, i was gonna say recruited but she wasn't recruited she was, not she recruited. was abducted into um and i am recalling our very first episode when we debated abducted versus kidnapping this is definitely an abduction you know so um again i i just reread this you guys like i just finished it last night and i still can't tell you how we got here but at some point she gets strapped into a chair and electrocuted, I guess, because she was being, like, non-compliant. Um, oh, and I forgot. She she does not talk to this blue-skinned alien in person, like, face-to-face. She talks to them through the robots that are her only contact. Like, are the robots, like, her personal assistant? I'm, I'm confused. Are they just, like, her, like, are her friends robots? I don't think they're... Friends, I think they're like, I imagine them like those faceless droid things on that one episode of Doctor Who. And I know that they've had other like iterations in other movies, like in that one with Will Smith, whatever the fuck that one was. iRobot? Yes. I imagine them like that. Like they don't really have a face Mm. and they're like white whatever. Um, that's essentially how they're described. So then, um, once again, she is in one of those clear plexiglass situations in the same chair where she was electrocuted. We switch back to Thrax's point of view. He sees her through the window. He does not understand that he's horny. He was like, I'm hungry, but I don't want to eat. I don't understand what is happening right now. That's so weird. My groin plate feels tight. No. <laughs> yep. My groin plate. Wow. Also, what an incredible popping of the pee you just did. <laughs> You're there. welcome. Like, wow, damn. You're welcome. I've been training my whole life for that. So, yeah. So, <sighs> So he's covered in these armor plates. He doesn't wear clothes. He has these armor plates all over his body that protect his innards. I don't know. His soft bits, if you will. (laughs) I mean, I don't love the term soft bits either, but essentially like. They won't be soft for long. Well, his. Spoiler alert. His or. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm like, his his organs? Is that the word? I mean, he has like. Skin essentially underneath. Yeah. He is not humanoid, y'all. Like, he is very much, like, 100% alien. So mm. it's very difficult to, like, picture what is supposed to be happening. I'm just picturing a scorpion with the rock's face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought we were all in agreement That's here. That's the one. So he is put into the room. He sees her through the glass thing. He knows that she's in the, like, electrocution chair thing. Knows she's going to be hurt. Knows she's going to be tortured. Um, One of the 
um, researchers speaks to him like through speakers in the ceiling and is like, listen, you have this allotted time to destroy mech droids, which is what the alien robot things are called, mechs. He has an allotted time to destroy these mechs or his mate is going to be tortured for his incompetence. Okay, so wait. When she was abducted, did they already know it was his mate? No. So they just, like, abducted a female and then just, like, luck would have it. Well, we'll find out later they abducted a lot of females. Trying to... To what end? Trying to get him to mate with one of them. Oh, so they were all abducted on his behalf. Yes. Well, that was thoughtful of them. (laughs) It was something. So he flips his shit, like... Flips his ever-loving mind because he does not want her to be injured. He does not want her to be hurt. He's super ragey that they would even threaten such a thing. And so he he does destroy all of the robots in the allotted time. And the scientists are like, God damn, dude. Like, we did not expect you to be successful. <laughs> we fully expected to be torturing your mate right now. And we're super excited that you did that. Because I guess, like, he, they'd been testing his speed and his agility all of this time, and he was pretty good, but he would sometimes get bored and essentially, like, play with whatever they put, they, they gave him. He would kind of play with it because he was bored, but this time he was like, no, 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 no one is hurting my mate and, like, destroys all of them. Okay, I was just thinking about scorpion mating habits because I thought scorpions, like, killed and ate their mates. Like, I know, like, scorpion cannibalism is a thing. <laughs> That's praying mantises. No, it's not. We'll get there. Don't worry about it. Like, we'll get into it. Oh, no, it's present. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, like, sitting there. I'm, like, I'm just, like, I think I'm really thinking through the logistics of him being a scorpion hybrid yeah. person. We'll get there. Okay. It's I'm really jumping the gun. I apologize. I, mean, I think I'm just trying to understand. In all fairness, you can't <laughs> understand. <laughs> like, you can't. You're like, you can sit here and hypothesize for hours, but you still won't get there. You can't. Okay. So we switch back to Claire's point of view. Um, Claire speaks to Ilian, who winds out he is the lead researcher at this facility. And he tells her basically that Thrax was, um, he was abducted from his home planet and genetically modified to be a super soldier because this race of aliens is trying to protect themselves from another race of aliens who's trying to like take over the universe or something. And, um, they need her to breed with this alien, scorpion alien, to create more super soldiers. And she's like, the fuck? Um, what? <laughs> she's like, no. It just really feels like they're very presumptuous on everyone's willingness yeah. to help their cause. And he's super gaslighty. She's like, Ew. no, I I'm not, I don't want to do that. And he's like, so you would doom an entire race because you're unwilling Mm. to let us use your womb. 
And she's like, yes. <laughs> she's like, well, now that you ask, absolutely I'm willing to doom an entire race. Yes, she's like, when you put it that way, uh, fuck off. Oh, that's why I'm here? No, thank you. Like, yes, fuck. Exactly. Ilian? Is that a name? I mean, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Wendy became a name in Peter Pan. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Ilian became... Yeah. Like, no offense to people. I feel like there's one like Killian. Yeah. Like. This is just Ilian. And so he looks just like the blue-skinned female researcher that she saw previously, but he has green skin and wings, um, which will be relevant later. So um, the robot thing, she's in, like in a two-way mirror situation and she can see Thrax while Ilian is talking to her. Ilian is not in the same room as her. She's never, she does not interact with anyone except for the robots and Thrax through this whole thing. So she can see Thrax through this window. He loses his shit and tries to break the window. And so the robots haul her out. And then my notes just say she's tortured some more. (laughs) How is she tortured? Do we know? So, Do I want to know? So previously she was probed and it was horrible. Yes, the probing. And then I she forgot. was electrocuted in the chair. And okay. like other medical tests were run on her that she did not consent to. And then in this instance, they took her basically to shower. But they like, it was described really in a horrifying way where they like ripped off her hospital gown and like Mm. put alien gloop on her head. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I was going to say the look on your face is saying desperately, please don't ask me what alien gloop is like some kind of cleanser. I don't know. I don't know. Like body wash. Cause she was in the shower. I guess, but it was, like, all-purpose, and so they put it on her hair, and she's like, do aliens not know about fucking conditioner? Jesus. So <laughs> um, so then they're like, cool, you did a great job with your shower. So now we have knocked Thrax out with, like, this knockout gas, and we are going to put you in his cell. And she's like, excuse me? And Ilian is like, I suggest that you get familiar with and become comfortable with his body because you're about to get real used to it. So you might as well do it while he's unconscious so that you can feel more What? Yeah. Fuck. Like, (laughs) I'm not about the lack of consent in this book. There's no consent anywhere. Well, actually, that's not true. Like, it comes later, but like, Ilian does not know the meaning of the word. He's like, consent, I don't know her. (laughs) Like, poker, I hardly know her. That is how I heard you saying that. Exactly. Um, But here's the thing. No one is consenting. Like, hey, we knocked him out. You better familiarize yourself with his body. Yeah. I'm... This is some energy I'm not here for. I'm not here for any of it. But but we're very deep in this, so we're going to keep we're going. all the way in it, so we are going to keep going. So she she's put into this, like, habitat that is 
sort of made out to be like a desert and the ceiling is made to look like the night sky. And so she's like wandering around and she eventually finds him under this like rock crevice thing. And so she goes in and she's like looking at him. So he's in a zoo exhibit that they put her in? Basically. And once again, his scent makes her super horny. To the point where... They're mates, Hannah. I don't know why you sound shocked by this. I mean, I don't know if shocked is the word. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So she is so turned on at this point. She does not notice when he wakes up. So how? How? I'm sorry. I Have you ever been so turned on in your life that you <laughs> lose awareness of the space around you? Not to that extent, no. Oh, damn. <laughs> Want that story. <laughs> At a later date. If my and- mother-in-law listens to this. I don't want to have more explaining to do. I, yeah, I don't, that might not be an on-air story. <laughs> or it'll be an extra episode story. It'll be a Patreon story. Thanks for your <laughs> subscription. <laughs> Incredible. Anyway, so we switch to Thrax's point of view. And he wakes up and... It actually says when we're still in Claire's point of view that, go ahead, fill it up. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I need to fill my wine because I didn't think I would need more wine. <laughs> oh, you but need But now more. that we're in this review, I, I do need, need it. In case you're wondering what I'm drinking, it's the Nighthawk Black Bourbon Barrel Aged Cab by Boda Box. Um, it's delicious. It's one of my favorites. You should yep. entirely try it. We're not sponsored by Boda Box. It'd be cooler if we were. And here's the sound of a Boda Box being poured into a wine glass. <laughs> mm, that's the stuff. Nailed it. <laughs> so Thrax wakes up. He grabs her because she's like right up next to him. And, and he's like, then I'm overwhelmed. Like at first he could smell her arousal, which again, like mm. this happens in a lot of these books where they describe like the scent of arousal. And I'm like, that's kind of gross. Honestly, in this one, at least it's paranormal, so I'll give them some more credit. But just like the normal human books, mm-hmm. when they're like, I got so turned on when I walked into the room and smelled her arousal. And I'm like, See you, a doctor. Yeah, like you should not be able to smell that. Is she okay? Probably not. Like, I'm like, well, you put your face up in there? Because <laughs> I would not. <laughs> I mean, Claire is not okay, you know? So he grabs her and then initially he smells the scent of whatever. And then he's overwhelmed by the smell of her fear. And he's like, oh no, no, my mate Mm -hmm. cannot be afraid. We don't like that. So he lets her go and she stumbles back. And to where? Or just like away Away from from him. him. Away from him. And he grabs her again because she almost falls into these poisonous cacti. I don't fucking know. But this is where we find out that Thrax apparently has some kind of foresight. 
like he's a psychic. Yeah, but he can only see like a few seconds ahead, which helps him in a lot of the fights that he's in. He can sense things. Mm. I'm like, is he just deducing what's going to happen? Whatever. So he grabs her to prevent her from falling into these spikes. And would they kill her? Yes. Okay. Um, however, Thrax can produce all kinds of different venom. Oh. Yeah. So I mean he he is a super not spy, a super soldier. soldier. That's yeah. the word I was going uh-huh. for. Uh-huh. Super soldier. Super soldier. <laughs> <laughs> so super soldier. he's like super horny. And he considers, like, pinning her down and just, like, going for it. But his foresight shows him her turning her face away from him and and crying. And he's like, no. Maybe I shouldn't sexually assault my mate. Yeah, he's like, I don't like that. That's good insight, Thrax. Really good job, Real buddy. proud of you. So yeah. happy for you. So he stops and releases her and then, um, but stays close to her to prevent her from like potentially hurting herself because apparently his habitat's a fucking death trap. It sounds it. So um, then we switch back to Claire's point of view. Claire, again, just super horny. Like that's basically the, the theme. <laughs> it's just super horny. Um, and he is, he explains to her how he was taken from his home planet and genetically modified. He calls it the before time and the now time. So the before time before he was abducted and the now time Mm -hmm. when, after he has been, uh, modified and she said, tells him that she's sorry. And he's like, why? would you apologize? And she's like, because that's really sad. Like, I'm sorry that that happened Mm. to you. And he's like, I don't get it. So my notes literally say, she tries to explain empathy. Thrax does not compute. Does not get it. He does not understand. He's like, what are you doing? To the point where she starts to cry for him. And he's like, you are leaking salt. And that (laughs) is a vital nutrient. Why are you leaking salt? So she tries to explain tears. And again, again, my notes say Thrax does not compute. He does not understand tears. He's like, this is a vital nutrient. You need to stop that because it's important. Like, does Thrax understand any emotions outside of anger? No. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. Well, I'm like... Therapist Chelsea's just like, well, anger is a secondary emotion. <laughs> I'm like, let's talk about our anger icebergs, y'all. What's underneath it? So um, she then starts making out with Rax because he's like holding her to keep her safe from her his death trap of a habitat. And so she starts kissing him and she feels a seam on his face that we will get into later. And she's like, this is weird, but I'm into it. And he's like, this is nice. And so they're making out. And I don't remember. I I think she pulls away because she's like, I should probably stop because there are obviously cameras in here and I'm not trying to 
make a Kim Kardashian style tape right now. Sexy can I just put in my man? <laughs> I literally listened to that yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday, I listened to Sexy Can I by Ray J. Ray J, the classic. Oh, no. Let me go and get my camera. Because, girl, how you shake it. It's a Kodak for me. Anyway. (laughs) I'm so sorry. So then um, they start talking more, and she talks a little bit about her friends and her life from before. Um, She was supporting herself, making clothing and costumes for people and making her rave dancing videos and um, talks about her mom a little bit. And she's like, do you have parents Thrax? And he's like, I had a creator or something. I don't remember the word he used. He's like, I killed him and ate him. And she's like, yeah, because scorpion cannibalism is a real thing. I know. That's why I was like, I was like, <laughs> You're like hold oh, it. Oh, shit. Hold it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, he he tells her that he kills his parent and ate them. And she's like, Jesus Christ. She's like, um, what is happening right now? She's like, for all the times that my mother pissed me off the thoughts of killing her and eating her never occurred to me you know that one just never was on my to-do list no never crossed my mind really so um then the scientists send in prey as thrax calls them um I guess, to test him. So they send in four aliens to try to attack him. He stashes her in a bathroom that is immediately off of his habitat. Mm. Um, and he calls it the the bright room or something. It's like the only space that has a light that's not the fake sky. I don't know. So she's hiding in the bathroom. We switch to Thrax's point of view. Um, he is trying to protect her. He realizes that they can smell her. And these aliens have like spikes on their back and scales all over their body. And he's familiar with them and his translator can translate their language. And so he can hear them talking about like, he's over there, like stay on my left and whatever. So he's trying to protect her. He realizes that one of them has scented Claire and is getting closer to the bathroom where she's hiding. And so he tries to protect her. He kills one of the aliens, but he fails at killing the others and is hit by their venom from their spikes. And so he, my notes literally say, Thrax fights four aliens to protect Claire, fails. That's all it says. So um, Claire, then one of the aliens opens the the door to the bathroom where she's hiding. She can see Thrax fighting, sees him go down. She freaks out. And so she tries to protect Thrax. And my notes say, Claire tries to protect Thrax, also fails. (laughs) She's unsuccessful. Um, And in the book, she's like, this was not my wisest 
But like he's supposed to be a super soldier. Yeah. But he's distracted by Claire. Aren't they all? Right, apparently. Because they can all center. So Yes. So Is this one of those situations where like because it's her mate, she smells like particularly nice to him? Or is this one where like everyone is just like that aroused by her? No, it's because he she's his mate. Okay. Yeah, but she does smell good. Or smells at least different as a human. So they're Mm. like, what's that? That's kind of nice. Okay, fair enough. So then one of the the researchers send in the robot things um, to like break up the fight because obviously they put a lot of time and energy into Thrax and so they don't want him to be killed. So they're like, this was a test and he failed, but we don't want him killed because we still need him. Exactly. And they're like, we don't want anything bad to happen to Claire because we need him to bang her so we can have their babies. So... One of the spiky aliens grabs Claire and hides her from the droids as they're fighting and hands her this scrap of paper. And he's trying to communicate with her, but she has no idea what he's saying. But he does protect her, essentially, and gives her this piece of paper. And she's like, I don't know what this is, but okay. So the robots come out. They take out the prey. Um Thrax wakes up. So because of his body chemistry, I don't know, he's able to break down venoms and poisons and things like that. So he breaks down whatever venom is in the the spiky alien spikes and (laughs) wakes up. And he um, takes one of the robot arms because it lights up when... They need it to to show them which direction to go. And so he essentially busts out of his habitat, takes Claire with him, and they wind up in these sewer tunnels that are like underneath the research facility. And the way that I'm imagining it, it's like an underground river or something because there are a lot of eels in the water. And it smells really bad. Do eels smell really bad? Or just because it's underground? Or is this like a sewer thing? I don't know. I really, I, it smells bad and there are eels. I feel like this is yet another situation where I'm like, I have a lot of questions and I'm not going to get any answers <laughs> not on a this journey. One. Not a single one. Like, I want to know where the fuck these eels came from. Like, this is a, a manufactured waterway, apparently. So where are these eels from? Whatever. So Florida. <laughs> so fun fact. One of my coworkers who I often enjoy razzing and bantering with, we I told him that he was really dramatic. And he was like, What? And I was like, Yes, you are. And so is Brandon. And so is my dog. So I was like, yeah, you are super dramatic. And he's like, no. And then he goes, hold up, hold up, hold up. He's from South Georgia. He's like, now, if you had to choose one word to describe me, what word would you choose? And I was like, you just proved my point that you're fucking dramatic. But I was like, I would say multifaceted. (laughs) And he was like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. 
because I consider myself a very simple person. I'm a very simple man. And I was like, okay, what word would you choose to describe me? Well, well, I'm also kind of like, okay, so what word did you want us to choose for you is really the question at play. So I was like, okay, but what word would you use to describe me? And he goes, you have one guess. And for the last three weeks or so since he found out that I'm originally from Florida, he's just constantly like, as a Floridian, and asks me a stupid question. (laughs) So he's like, you have one guess about what word I would choose to describe you. And I was like, is it Florida? And he goes, yes. And I was like, I have now lived out of the state of Florida longer than I lived in it. And he goes, it doesn't matter. You could take the Florida out of the girl, or the girl out of Florida, but you could never take the Florida All right. out of the well, girl. Well, fuck this guy. I am not a fan. Um, I mean, here's the thing. And I mean this as the highest compliment I can mean it, and I think you'll take it as such. When I met you, Hannah, I never would have guessed you were from Florida. And I can only hope Thank when you. you met me, you thought the Accurate. same. Correct. I would not have guessed that. No. No. Like, you wouldn't have been like, shit, she's sending off some real panhandle energy right now. Oh, no. Like, this bitch just screams, Tampa. Like, no. (laughs) Damn, if I were going to scream at a place, it would be Tampa. I know. Oh, fuck. I hate it so much. Like, oh, shit. You don't, though. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And that's also no offense to everyone I love who still lives in Tampa. None You're whatsoever. all wonderful, magical, beautiful None. people. Um, and I'm from Central Florida, which arguably is worse. Yes. I mean, no part of it is good. <laughs> I'm not going to bullshit no you. Offense. I'm not going to give you accolades. I'm not going to say it's not as bad. It's worse. Yeah, at least I grew up coastal. <laughs> yeah, you did. And now all I can think of is the A Day to Remember song, The City of Ocala. <laughs> I have friends who still live in Ocala, and I have friends that made it out of Ocala and have said, I can't wait to get married and have children so I can settle back down in Ocala. No, 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 no. Or the other A Day to Remember song, because they are nothing if not hometown boys, um, all signs point to Fort Lauderdale, right? I hate this town. It's so washed up. And all my friends are so fucked up. (laughs) That is real life. Yeah. I also listened to that song yesterday. My playlist was a mess. What playlist were you listening to? I just shuffled my shit. Oh, I was going to say, was that a daily (laughs) mix? Because I feel like, well, so here's the problem. And I need to tweet at Spotify about this and hope I can get some traction. (laughs) Um, The problem with Spotify is I will frequently put music on that I'm like, this is great. Just like background while I'm listening or like while I'm reading my book and I want some background like piano music or something super instrumental, right? But it's also not something that I would be like, oh, this is in my repertoire of music that, like, I enjoy. And I got to tell you, my, like, 2021 year-end recap was the hottest of messes. (laughs) Because I was like, why is this so sad and dramatic and just, like, instrumental piano? And I realized I'm like, oh, because it came off of my, like, reading music playlist. Yeah. So it would go between, like... I don't know, D Smoke or the new, I don't know. There was a lot of music that dropped last year, like Chica or D Smoke or someone like that to like this, like really sad piano music. (laughs) 
And then I'm like, this is not a playlist I want to listen to. So I wouldn't want to listen to my like year end recap. So what I would really love is if Spotify could create like a work mode. Mm. So that way it would exclude, like if I'm like, oh, if I turn this on, then I can listen to this. And like, you won't put this in Chelsea's frequently listened to. Right. It's a huge first world problem. I recognize that this does not matter. (laughs) No. At all. So I would love for it to happen, but if it doesn't, I'm not going to complain because the world has enough that's actually going on, (laughs) but I don't need to pretend like this is an issue. Fair enough. Hey there, smart puppies. We'll get you right back to the show in just a moment. But first, do you like us? Maybe even love us? Because we sure love you. And if you do love us, don't tease us. Tell us in those ratings and reviews wherever you're listening right now. Maybe even send us over to a special sexy someone that would enjoy getting smutty with us. Because you know the first rule of Smut Club is to talk about Smut Club. All right, I won't keep you any longer. Let's get back to the show. Honestly, I don't even remember where we were at. We were shitting They're on Florida. They're in the sewer tunnels. Oh, the sewer, the Florida with the eels, sewer tunnels. With the eels, yes. <laughs> so Thrax catches some of the eels and eats them, and his face, like, splits apart. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, oh, this seam in his face that she had felt yes. before? Yeah, like, splits apart. And like that's how he eats. Yes. His real mouth is underneath it. And she's like, I am going to vomit. So wait, like in my head, he had a human face. Like he had, he was Dwayne the Rock Johnson on a scorpion body. And then when he ate the eels, he had an eel face underneath Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Basically. Yeah. So he has like a scorpion face underneath his, his humanoid face. Okay. I was right. And so it splits apart so that he can eat. And she's like, holy, what? No. That is a completely valid reaction. Yeah. She's like, I was ready to ride that, and now I'm concerned. (laughs) And I was like, now we're concerned? Now? This this was the turning point for you? Girl, respect yourself. Now? Okay, whatever. Whatever. So she's freaking out. We then switch to Claire, uh, Thrax's point of view. He does not understand why she's freaking out. He's very concerned that she's not eating. He's trying to feed her this eel. And she's like, I am not into raw seafood. Thank you, though. I'm good. And she's like, I, uh, I can go a little while without eating and like pats her tummy. And he's like, you'll wither. If you don't eat, and she's like, I could, I could do with some withering. And he's like, No, no, you could not. Like, so you need what to I eat. hear us saying is like, she's like every female character in yes. all of these books, where she's like, I'm a little overweight. I have a few extra pounds I'd like to lose. And the dude's like, I want to rail her into next week. Yeah. And she's like, If only I were three pounds lighter. Yeah. Okay. It's like those soft curves drive me mad, but he doesn't know. 
human about things about the soft curves. He just knows that he's into that. Girl, this is the time to take advantage of the situation. Well, hold please because oh, no. now know. I'm nervous. I so, should never, I think every comment I make in this book, I, <laughs> I speak too soon. I need to just shut my mouth. So Thrax is like, I have to find a way to feed her. And he can create, as previously stated, all these different like venoms and things like that. And he's like, I could make her food, right? That she could take essentially from my body. And here I'm thinking like from your stingers, because. When they were making out in the habitat, I forgot to mention, she um, was kind of feeling him up a little bit. And he's like, do not touch me there. And she's like, Whoa, what? Sorry, sorry. Um, because he has these plates that activate his stingers. Mm, yeah, you should avoid those. Yes. And apparently he can create different kinds of venom. And one of the kinds is for pleasure. And she's like, why would you have that? Pleasure venom. Yeah. And he's like- Also, in my head, venom assumes poison. Well- And I think I'm wrong on that. I mean, it is kind of because he's like, well, sometimes I want to keep my food fresh and it's easier if they're compliant. So this feels really good. So they'll stick around. And she's like, I'm also feeling like, what the fuck? (laughs) I actually have WTF in my notes. So, well, now I'm just wondering about like, never mind. I was going to go in on a secretion tangent, but we can avoid that. Yeah. Well, then he goes on in his mind thinking about how he can create this food. Erogenous protein shake? Yes. And he's like it can come from essentially the the um what the soft meats gave me, right? So he did not previously have a penis, so he is referring to his penis. And I'm like mm, food via BJ. <laughs> So yeah. she, she, he, so he will ejaculate food. his erogenous protein shake yes. for her. Yes. What a giver. But so thoughtful. So she, so he's like, you need to rest. You know, you're, you're softer than me. Like you need to rest. And so they hold up basically in this little alcove in the sewer. She falls asleep. She wakes up. Um, and he is like, you have to eat something. And so he offers her the eel again. And she's like, I would sooner take a bite out of you than eat that. And he's like, funny you should mention. He's like, funny Ah. you should mention that. He's like, I made a gift for you. And she's like, a what? A gift? A gift. She's like, you did a what? He's like, I made a gift for you. And she's like, okay. And so he removes his groin plate. I hate this book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Why, Susan? Why? Yeah. So he removes his groin plate. And apparently he has a slit in, which I hate that word. I hate the word slit. It's like... Like moist and slit 
are just up there. You know what I mean? Especially together. (laughs) Yeah. No. I hate it. So she, he removes his groin plate and she's like, okay, because an alien penis pops out of this slit and he has a weird dick. There's a lot of description of some kind of weird, like. I mean, did she think it would look human? I don't know what she thought, but there's some kind of like weird cilia, like little things on the end and it's really weird. And she's like, it looks like there's pre-cum on the end. And he like collects it on his finger and puts it in her mouth. And she's like, that's the most delicious thing that I have ever experienced. I hate everything about this. It gets worse. So she (laughs) provides a nutritional BJ. And again, it is the best thing that she has ever tasted. And she gets so turned on by this that she's like, did you drug me? Like, what the fuck is happening? Does he say, yes, I did drug you? He's like, what are you talking about? But I thought... There was an erogenous aspect to it. Apparently. Because then they bang. So uh, it's a standing up situation. He picks her up and she mounts. And he is super still. And she's like, do you not need to, to like thrust? Well, first he tells her to stop with the BJ. He's like, you have to stop or I'm going to spill my seed. Because he's already given her the gift that he made. Oh, the gift wasn't his seed. That was in addition to. No. Oh, man. She even says, like, I've heard that line before about how it's like a complete nutritional supplement. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, what? And she's like, don't worry about it. So. No, I remember having this conversation with some coworkers when I lived in Nashville. Oh, no. And we're talking about like, yeah, when people are like, there's protein in there. And my coworker. Was like, yeah, you know, my husband tried that line on me. I told him to put it in my smoothie and I drink it every morning. (laughs) (laughs) That's excellent. And I really respected her hustle on that one. I'm like, good for you. That is essentially what's happening, only she's getting the smoothie from the source. I hate this so much. (laughs) But I know you we told even, me to do this. I did tell you to do it. And I'm honestly so glad you are because now I don't, I'm not going to read this one. I would not recommend. So they bang and she's like, do you not need to thrust? And he's like, no, I can release my seed whenever you want me to, but I want to provide you pleasure. And she's like, okay, well, you're... I need you to thrust. Yeah. So he does. And she's like, no, 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 no too far. (laughs) So she's like coaching him on how to do everything. And then she's like, that's amazing. I mean, this is going to sound really silly, but I kind of appreciate that, that it wasn't as though they just like hopped in and like what is clearly an outlandish plot line. (laughs) And they're like, and we just jumped in and had the most amazing sex. Like honestly, best thing that's ever happened to me. I appreciate that they're like, it took a while to figure out the anatomical differences we were bringing to the yeah. table. He had a little too much to give. So they bang, she comes, he comes. It's all great. Well, so she comes and then she's like, you can release your seed now. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so then 
Was he that unenthused? No, he was super into it. Oh, okay. He was like, I did not know that it would feel like this. And when she, when he gave her his gift, she was like, he was like, holy shit. Like, I did not know mm. this was going to feel it was like a game this. changer. I'm into that. So then they make their way down these tunnels. He says that he knows of um, a, something that will take them to the sky. And she's like, a spaceship? And he's like, no. And she's like, an elevator? And he's like, yes. And she's like, cool. Let's go do that. Like, let's go get the fuck out of here. So it that's where the robot arm that he took comes into play. Mm. So he's using it to find this elevator. So eventually they find... um some a sign that he translates as saying like custodial quarters and they find several bodies in this room and he's like I mean I can clear out the bodies and we can stay here and she's like no thank you let's keep looking so they do and then they eventually find like the lead custodian quarters and there's a bed and a couch and stuff and so she cleans it up. He is continuing to eat these eels so that he can make her supplements. And there is such a giver. We yeah. we're loving Thrax's altruistic He's spirit. Just here to provide for his mate, you know. Um. So again, <coughs> thank you, Brandon. Brandon agrees <coughs> on our assessment about Thrax. Yeah. My notes just say more slurp in the gherkin. So. <laughs> <laughs> there are more nutritional BJs provided. Was that all right? I have to ask, was slurping the gherkin your terminology or was that yeah, used in no, the book? No, it wasn't in the book. That was just mine. And I'm really sorry for it. So never apologize <laughs> for that. I mean, unless it's your mother-in-law listening to this episode, and then I am also sorry. I mean, that we if she Listen, Dina, if you've made it to this episode, you already got through the morning glory one with all of the hand job euphemisms. So I feel like you jerking, like slurping the gherkins, probably like one of the least horrifying valid. things. Very that valid. I've heard thus far. So um, she is super into the fact that he just comes on command because she can just ride it as long as she wants until she comes. And apparently he does this vibrating thing when he's turned on. And so, um, my notes say vibrating doodle. <laughs> Again, those words were not used in the book. <laughs> Slurping the gherkin and vibrating doodle were not mentioned in the book, The Scorpion's Mate. Yeah. They were just mentioned by Hannah on <laughs> Smut Club when referencing the book. Because honestly, there are just only so many ways to say blowjob until it's like Jesus Christ. Right? And you're like, no, we get it. It's still happening. It is a lot. Well, how else is she going to keep her curves? Exactly. And apparently it's also enough hydration. Like she doesn't need to drink water. She doesn't need to like do anything except for he has magic semen. Yeah. Or rather magic pre-cum because he can still ejaculate. Yeah. I don't want to overthink this, but I'm already there. So I apologize <laughs> to everyone. I'm so sorry. 
So then um, she decides that she wants to see his real mouth, which previously had freaked her out. And he knew that it freaked her out. And so he's like, no, you won't like me anymore if you see it. And she's like, no, I do really like you. And I want to know all the parts of you, which I'm like, are you not familiar enough with his vibrating penis that we need to see that? So I just have, she asks to see his real mouth, WTF page 181, because it's just so much. And actually, oh my God, hold up, hold up, hold up. I just remembered. I had a note from the, um, uh, the nutritional BJ that apparently I felt was important enough. And I just remembered that I had made this note. So hold on, let me pull it up. Okay. Okay. So this is when he's deciding how he's going to provide her nutrition. It says, there was another way that I could feed her, producing nutrients within my own body to replenish the ones that she required. I had no problem eating whatever was available and could translate the extra flesh into nutrition for her. I could then give it to her the same way I would give her my seed. My groin plate pulsed at the idea, imagining her lips closed, <laughs> closing around that part of me made me nearly frantic with need. Honestly, Hannah, I could have survived without that direct quote. You couldn't. <laughs> if I had to know it, you had to know it. And I, I'm going to do you a favor and not pull up page 181 where she describes his mouth. No, do honestly, it. Do it. Read his mouth now. We're here. Oh, okay, I guess. His scorpion mouth, not his humanoid mouth, right? Yeah, his okay. scorpion mouth. Just wanted to make sure so, I had his mouth type, right? So... Um, he's, he continues to refer to anyone that is not Claire as soft meats. And she's like, that has to stop. Okay. That's weird and gross. And so she's constantly reminding him not to say that. Humans are not soft meat. I mean, we are, but we just don't like the terminology. No, we're not into that. So he calls them the soft ones. So, um, he does open his plates for her. Um, and so she watches, they're like essentially plates that move and she asks a lot of questions about how they're attached and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, my mandibles retract, um, pulling back the plates. And this is new. He was not originally like this when he was genetically modified. They Mm -hmm. did this. And so she's like, does it hurt? And he's like, when it did at first, it did, but not anymore. And then um, she says, like, will you open? Will you open it for me? Um, And so, again, he's like, you won't like it. You won't like me anymore. And she's like, no, please, let me see. And so he does. And then his it says his lower face. His lower face split in half, spreading and pulling back to reveal his true mouth. And so then she's freaking out and she is trying to not show disgust. And it says his palate had a split in two, falling back against his mandible plates, revealing the soft pink flesh of his inner mouth, where his tongue lay thick and long against his lower plate. And as I watched the two Things that I can't pronounce, cholesterol, 
protruded <laughs> from inside his throat, their claws, their claw edges serrated and sharp as shark's teeth. What imagery we have. Wow. Okay, what happens next? I think we just, like, we gotta... Yeah, we'll just move on. So, um, uh, she's like, I like it anyway, and kisses his weird mouth. And he's like, cool. And then she tells him that he has got to slow down on the sex because he's like into it all the time. And she's like, please stop. And he's like, you don't, you don't want me anymore. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm just sore. Jesus Christ. Like, she's like, I just legitimately need time to recover before we go again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's like, I'm only human. He's like, I don't get it. I can smell your arousal. And she's like, I want you all the time, but that doesn't mean I can fuck you all the time. Like, simmer down. And it he's feels like, like she's very okay. practical for a human who's been abducted. She is. She really is. So um, he's like, okay. So one thing that if, if I'm going to give credit anywhere in here, I will give credit to Thrax. Because when she says things like that, he's like, okay. Like once mm-hmm. she explains, he's like, all right. Whatever it takes to make you happy, I can do that. And so he slows down. It's all good. And then she decides she wants to venture out of what they call their nest, which is these custodial quarters that she cleaned up. And she, like, found a jumpsuit that she altered to fit herself so she would have something to wear and things like that. Because lest we forget, she is a clothing designer and also a rave dancer. And so... (laughs) She decides finally to venture out of the nest and go with him while he is fishing for these eels. And while they're out there, she's looking in the water and she sees a face in the sewer tunnel. And so she is like, what the fuck? And he's like, I don't sense anything except for the eels because he has these heightened senses. And he's like, I don't sense anything. And she's like, you think I'm lying to you? And he's like, no, I don't think you're lying. I just don't sense anything. Mm-hmm. And then a tentacled creature pops out of the sewer and grabs Thrax and pulls him into the sewer. Oh, shit. Plot twist. Octopus. Yeah. You know what's really sad about this? Oh, no. Like, what? really sad about this whole thing is this book— has more plot than most of the books that we have reviewed. Oh, I hate everything about that, but you are also not <laughs> wrong. So I mean, it's not a good plot, but it is there. What do you mean? It's a great plot. Thrax <laughs> was just abducted by an octopus after he was abducted by some scientists and turned into a super soldier. Yeah. So in their discussion of empathy and all these different things as they're getting to know each other, Claire had encouraged him to consider making friends. And he's like, what the fuck is a friend? And she's like, okay, if you're not into friends, at least make allies, like people that can help when you're in trouble. And he's like, I can take care of myself. And she's like, just try to make a fucking ally, dude. Like, calm down. So turns out this tentacled creature takes him to another alcove area And he starts talking to this thing. And it turns out that this is another experiment that had escaped from the lab. 
Oh. And his name is Neiman. And so um, Thrax— Is his last name Marcus? No, but it'd be a lot cooler if it were. You're right. So I don't think he has a last name. So um, Thrax is talking to Neiman, and he's like, you have to take me back to my mate. And he's like, why would I do that? I've been down here for years, and I'm super lonely. Be my friend. Which I think of him as like old Greg. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) like he kidnapped somebody, and he's like, you want to see something cool? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why are you like this? So weird. So Thrax does eventually take, talk him into taking him back to Claire and they agree to be allies. And the guy, the Neiman guy is a loose term here. Neiman is like, why would I do that? And he's like, well, I have a mate and she's pretty amazing and I have to get back to her. And Neiman's like, if you have a mate, do I have a mate? And he's like, I'll, I'll find you one. I don't know. Maybe, bro. Let's introduce you to some hoes. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll find you a mate. Let's go. He's like, as long as you let me go back to my mate, I will find you a mate as well. Exactly. Um, Neiman does have a book that I've also read and continue to deeply regret. So um, Are we going to review that one at some point? I don't know if I can do it. Oh, it's that bad. <laughs> I mean, none of it is good. So, so Thrax promises Neiman a mate and he agrees to take him back um, and uh, talks Neiman into assisting with their escape. So Neiman, it turns out, is like a super genius because obviously octopi are super geniuses. And so he is able to like tap into the computer network that keeps all the cell doors closed Um, so Claire has been recaptured. She believes that Thrax is dead. Like, she's pretty certain that Thrax is dead. Um, Ilian is like, oh, well, that really sucks. We'll just mate you to somebody else. You're not pregnant. Oh, she did get her period at one point while they were in the Mm. nest, whatever. Um, and she's kind of relieved because she does not want these scientists to take her baby. So then um, Ilian says they'll just mate her to somebody else if Thrax is dead and um, that she is not pregnant. And part of the reason why is because apparently she had some kind of like blockage or issue or something that they have now resolved. They didn't consider potential infertility issues? Well, so that's part of it where he's like, it was missed in your initial exam. And he's like super salty because apparently one of his underlings fucked up. Mm. Um, And they knew where Claire and Thrax were the entire time. They were just hoping that she would return preggers. They were waiting for him to leave her alone so they could take her back and see if she was pregnant. So then... Thrax gets back to the nest and he flips the fuck out because Claire is gone. Um, And he, that scrap of paper that the spiky alien gave Claire, she kept it that whole time. And so he picks it up because it smells like her and decides to take it with him. Um, And Neiman is like, let's do this shit. Let's get the fuck out of here. I fuck with Neiman. I mean, of, of the two, Neiman is my preference? I don't know if preference is the word. Neiman feels like, um, okay, what was the Nick Cage movie? 
National Treasure. Yeah. Like Justin Bartha, the sidekick. <laughs> like that's how I'm imagining Neiman. It's just kind Justin yes. Bartha and National Treasure. Kind of, yes. Okay. Um, so Neiman is like, bet, let's do this shit. You promised me a mate. Let's do it. So Ilian explains to her that explains to Claire. So we switch back to Claire's point of view. Ilian explains to Claire. Oh, I forgot. It also turns out that Neiman is the one that killed all of the custodians that they found in the tunnels. He was like, I tried to talk to them and like be friends with them and they tried to kill me. So I killed them. Neiman. I know. My heart. He's so misunderstood. He really is. So um, Claire in talking to Ilian finds out that it is Ilian's DNA that was used to modify Thrax. Oh. He used his own DNA for that. And also she learns at some point, I don't really remember when, but at some point she learns that the this race of aliens, the Erud, Eruduans, I've not used that word because it's not really relevant, but this race of aliens, essentially, um, the males have this, what they consider defect, where if they sent their mate, they become obsessed. And the women do not experience anything that is reciprocated. Ah. And so, which is like, <laughs> so the men avoid women or the females of their species at all costs, essentially, because they don't want to become like obsessed with someone. Um, and so- Who doesn't reciprocate. Exactly. And yeah. they have tried to um, breed this out of themselves and tried to like genetically modify it out of themselves. They've been unsuccessful in that. So Claire learns all of this as Alien is talking to her. Um, and then new chapter, Claire is sitting in a cell again. She's been captured. She believes Strax is dead. So she's mourning his loss. And then all the cell doors open and she's like, what? And like all the lights go out. It's super creepy. So she like pokes her head out in the hallway. She's like, hello. And she finds some other humans, like three other humans oh. that have also been abducted. What One a of nice them, surprise. I know. One of them is super traumatized. Like she has clearly been really significantly tortured and she's having a hard time. Um, but they try to protect her. They're trying to like move to figure out what the hell is going on and how to get out. So then um, Thrax and Neiman find them. Um, and they're fighting all of these robots or whatever to get out. Um, and Neiman picks up the woman who is super traumatized and like pulls her into his tentacles so they can't see her anymore. And the other humans are like, holy shit, he ate her. <laughs> and he's like, please mind your business. I'm protecting her. Thank you. Um, I love Neiman so much right now. I know. He just seems so pure. I should have just reviewed his book instead of all this bullshit. So <laughs> then they're working on escaping and they find like a door to the outside, but they are having trouble getting it open. Neiman is working on it, but it's like they're having a hard time. So then Ilian's voice comes over the intercom and he's like, um, the my bosses essentially are going to nuke the shit out of this lab because we've lost control of the subjects. Like they're on their way to blow it up. Um, I'm the only one who can open that door 
to get out. And so Claire is like, um, excuse me? And he's like, I need to talk to Claire. And she's like, excuse me? And Thrax is like, hard no. You're not going to be alone in a room with him. Thanks. I support Thrax's decision. Well, Claire does not. So she slips into the room where Ilian is and he Mm -hmm. seals the door. And as soon as she steps in, he like takes a big breath and he's like, oh my God, you're my mate. And she's like, excuse me? Um, And he's like, it was my DNA. Yep. It was my DNA that modified Thrax. So I should have known that it was going to be you. That's why we've never been in the same room with any of the subjects because we can imprint essentially on any species. And so that's why I've never been in the room with any of our subjects because I didn't want this to happen. And she's like, well, I'm your mate. Do you want me to die? Because if you don't open that door, we're all going to die. And Thrax is like banging on the door, trying to get it open. And she's like, we're all going to die unless you open that fucking door. And he's like, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to open the door. I want you to escape. It's enough for me to know that my mate is safe. And she's like, you literally electrocuted me, you dumb fuck. He's like, I'm really not into you. Yeah. But if that's what I need to say to get the fuck out of here, I will. Yeah. So he is like, bet opens the door to like the control room, lets her out. They hear the door, the outer door open, and then they hear a big bang. And it is assumed that Ilian kills himself after he frees her. Um, so then they the door opens and there are a lot of spiky aliens wearing armor outside the door. And they're like, oh shit. So they are then taken onto the spiky alien ship. Yeah. And that scrap of paper turns out to be really important because on the scrap of paper are a list of names. And they are the names of the um, soldiers that were essentially prisons, prisoners of war of this alien race. Um, And so when Claire gives them the paper, they're like, we are forever in debt to you because you told us where our men were. our people. Yeah, who they were. And even though they're not alive anymore. Man, this book has so many twists and turns I did not see coming. So many. They're like, we're forever in debt to you. Um, We have the ability to take you home. And she's like, home, you say? And Thrax is like, listen, if we have to go back to Earth, like, I guess I'll go with you. I can just, like, live in... How the fuck is Thrax going to survive on Earth? Does he have legs for pants? <laughs> he does. But the rest of him under, is, like, giant scorpion. I was going to say, under his genital plates, he has legs <laughs> for pants. Yes. And so she is like, I mean, honestly, I could parade him down the street and I would just get awards for best cosplay. Like nobody would believe that I have an alien living with me. But also I don't want Thrax to live that way. And I don't want potentially like the government or somebody to come take him from me. So no, I'm not going home. I am choosing to leave my friends and family and my career as a clothing designer, and rave dancer behind. (laughs) So 
The other offer from the spiky aliens is to settle in one of their colonies. And um, Thrax and Claire are like, that sounds great. And so they make a home. Thrax starts farming. He doesn't realize that he's farming, but he like captures prey and breeds them and keeps them alive. Like he provides them care until he's ready to eat them. And she's like, you are a farmer. And he's like, I don't know what you're saying to me, but okay. She's like, it doesn't matter what I'm saying to you because you're still a farmer. Yeah. Okay. And she also, some of the like creatures on this planet, she decides are her pets. And he's like, what? And she's like, you can't eat these ones. And he's like, why? And she's like, because they're my, they're mine. And he's like, okay. I like does not compute. I don't understand. Okay. But but whatever makes you happy. This sounds a lot like my roommate in grad school because- my roommate in grad school married a popcorn farmer from Nebraska. Stop. And while they popcorn were- Popcorn farming is a thing? Yeah, girl. I guess you're just a corn farmer. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I didn't realize it was a special kind of corn. No, they like, his family, if I'm remembering correctly, like actually like you could get like their family like popcorn brand. Nice. I could be misremembering this. Honestly, I don't- <laughs> I don't fully remember, but I do remember walking into our apartment one day and my roommate being like, Chelsea, we, like, they were engaged at the time and she was like, we have pet cows now. And he's like, baby, I've told you, they are not pets. They will be slaughtered for food. And it's best if you don't name them and get attached to them. (laughs) And she's like, we have pet cows. And he's like, we do not have pet cows. We have food. Food. Very similar situation. Yes. But Thrax is like, whatever makes you happy, baby. Like, I don't know if I can know. So, um, this- Does Thrax have a back? I mean, yes, he has a scorpion backbone. I'm not going to dispute that with the story. But I'm like, it really seemed like he's like, whatever you want, Claire. Basically, like, he just wants to make her happy, ultimately. And so, he does work on his empathy. He and Thrax, he and Neiman do wind up becoming friends. Neiman does find a mate who also lives in this new colony, but that comes in the second book, but it is mentioned in the epilogue. So um, in the epilogue, Thrax is like, Claire has been really weird lately. Like, I feel like everything I do makes her mad. I don't understand. Mm. And she's hungry all the time. And I don't And I can only give her so many nutritional blowjobs. Right. So he walks in from hunting. And she has all these rules about what he is and isn't allowed to eat, right? And so he, because some things are pets. And so he walks home and she, he walks in the door and she's like, thank fuck you're home with food. Thank you. And she like takes it and starts to cook it, which he also doesn't understand. He's like, why would you scorch that? Like, Ah. just eat it. Um. But she's like, why don't you ever eat with me? And he's like, you don't like it when I eat in front of you. You feel like it's too messy. And she's like, we never spend any time together. And she's like crying. So what I hear us saying is she's pregnant. Yeah. 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 So then she's like, I'm just hungry all the time. And she like, her stomach grumbles. And she's like, feel that. And like takes his one of his clasper hands. I didn't mention that before because it didn't feel necessary, but it does now. She takes one of his clasper hands and puts it on her belly and she's like, feel that? And he's like, I did feel a fluttering. And she's, he's like, what is that? 
And she's like, that's our baby, my love. And he says, as the humans would say, oh, shit. Ah, Is that how the book ends? No, it flashes forward to Claire after she delivers the baby in some kind of medical facility that the spiky aliens have on their colony. And the baby has four arms and but is soft like her doesn't have any plates baby yeah with forearms doesn't have any plates but they don't know if she will potentially the baby's a girl they don't know if the baby will eventually develop plates or like what's gonna happen um but thrax says so so in thrax's experience the young slaughter the parents for territory and so he was initially like big yikes but then he's like oh well this this offspring is part of claire and so i will treasure it the same way i treasure claire and so he's very happy and that's the end of the book so like if we were to do a really short summary of this book (laughs) Claire goes camping, gets abducted. Yep. Finds her mate. Yep. They make it out of the facility. Yep. And make a hybrid child. Yeah. The end. Yeah. So what's our rating scale for this book? Blowjob protein shakes. (laughs) Oh, I hate that we both thought of it. I'm going to say, like, two out of five protein shakes. Yeah, I'm not going to go against you on that. But are they, like, blowjob protein shakes or just normal (laughs) protein shakes? Because that's a difference. At this point, it doesn't. (laughs) Okay, so, like, two out of five, no matter what kind of shake it's still gonna stay two out of five at this point nothing matters i think i just slammed my notebook you really did in a hilariously dramatic fashion (laughs) um yeah so two out of five blowjob protein shakes i think is appropriate um i mean it feels generous but honestly i feel like one and a half of those stars are for Neiman. Yeah, 100%. Like, Neiman is really the showstopper of this now whole journey. I feel like and I it's not to, even his book. Uh, now I feel like I have to review Neiman's book. Only if you want to. And maybe with more wine. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I really... And here's the thing. If you're like, I can't bring myself to do that, I don't fault you. Thank you. So maybe... Much like J.S. Scott's books will be reviewed in the future, we will come back to Neiman's book in the future. Yeah, we'll take a break from Susan. Thank you, honey, for your effort. So two out of five protein blowjob shakes. Do with that what you will. and Potentially nothing at all. And potentially nothing at all. So it sounds as though Hannah read that one, so none of us have to. And we really (laughs) thank you for your service. Because I don't, I don't think I'm going to pick that one up after this, but I'm glad that I know what happened. Yeah. So I can still have an educated book club conversation about it. I mean, it. So I do appreciate you, that because this is often a thankless job. So I appreciate you recognizing the sacrifice that's been made.
Thank you all for joining us. (laughs) We're so glad you're here. And we can't wait to see you next time. Have a good night. Thanks, y'all. Next week on Smut Club. Well, no, I just remember when Moesha was on Punked. And she did oh not handle my that well. God. No, she didn't. No, she no. that was not a good look on her. Like some people, like I feel like Punk was really the make or break. Like, are they gonna take it in stride or are they gonna show out? She showed. She really did. Well, that's it for this week's Mud Sluts. We hope it was good for you. Because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing. It would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.